Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Good evening, welcome to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a wonderful Monday, and hopefully we'll get, make it a little bit better for you now. Uh, tonight we welcome the very talented Omar Wilson. He has a brand new, uh, it's a remix to a song he has featuring T-Bars. He'll talk about his career and his award-nominating year last year. Uh, plus, Hot Topics, we're talking about everything uh, everyone's talking about. This father, he lost his, uh, his car got stolen, and found out what he did to make sure it got back fast but actually backfired in the face then uh britney spears is joining the free britney moment uh, movement we'll talk about that remember movie reviews sports fashion and the best indie music out there want to remind you all over social media facebook twitter google plus instagram and our, of course our official website the steven you can go uh purchase your t-shirts let's go to our website when we come back hot topics right back after this Jackie, 
man in the setting. That's the nigga that chase you. But the jukebox she jacking, jacking. What play you not see funk get capping Like I said before, hungry line blocking You leave it, another scam and we'll bop it Grab it, squeeze it, we we'll drop it That it done, you will be trying how to catch it You know you're missing a casa by the bed Fix it, oh five, trying how to catch it Then you won't speak serious now until they get Pretty girl, let me take you out of dinner I got a cheddar, forgive me, I was a sinner Gonna be better from January down to December Take trips, go to spots in the winter So sexy, gorgeous, and beautiful For everything that we do is rememberable I'm feeling you from your head down to your toes Don't have to speak on it, I'm gonna show Anytime she walking, yeah. the boy them be watching. The boy be watching. Anytime she walking, yeah. the boy them be jacking. The boy be jacking. Baby got you temptation. Anytime you turn girl, you confusion. Lose me. Was it worth it? I hope that it 
to the Steve and I show. I want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Instagram, and of course our official website, thestevenishow.com. You can check us out on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just go to our website, thestevenishow.com. Alright, so Britney Spears has joined the social media movement free to free her from her conservatorship. So her father has um, say over Britney. He's been managing her money, her career, and everything for the past 11 years. Um, recently, well, about a month ago, she, her mental health, which, you know, she's had mental health issues. Um, you remember back 2007 when she shaved her head off, was attacking the paparazzi. But, uh, recently, last, a month ago, she... Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Miss Parker is actually in Hawaii. We're jealous of her, but I hope she has an amazing time celebrating her cousin's, uh, graduation from, uh, his, he got his grad, his... <laughs> What am I trying to say? He, got, he graduated from grad school. <laughs> but I uh, hope they have amazing time. Pictures look great. Uh, oh, my God. She, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Miss yeah. Parker looks like a Nubian Aphrodite yes, she does. in those pictures. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. She looks, I can't. Yeah. It's nothing like a thick, chocolate, beautiful woman. I agree. I'm just saying. I agree. I'm just saying. Yeah, if you if you follow her on Instagram, uh, Ms. Parker 03, you'll uh, see what we're talking about. Check it out. All right. Chica, how was your weekend? <laughs> my weekend was okay. It was rainy here. Uh, Mom Dukes is all good. That's uh, good. You know, it was, a little, it was a little somber due to, you know, yeah. the loss. But, you know, we made good, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's good, Chad. One day at a time. But it was day, good. Yeah. We had a good time. That's good. That's good. That's good. Definitely, like I said, still praying for, you know, you and your family. I know it's horrible. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I actually had a good weekend. I, um, Saturday... I was going to have a cookout, but it was supposed to rain, so I decided I went to Costco, and I just picked up a bunch of, like, hors d'oeuvre type food, wings. They actually had, like, a um, taco kit, uh, and the tacos were really uh-huh. good. Um, meatballs, uh, coconut shrimp, uh, a, bunch of, a whole bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. And I thought that I bought too much food, but uh, Ms. Parker, she came by for a while. She said, um, you know, she should go pack for her trip, but she said, Steven, trust me. Y'all gonna be here all day. That food's gonna be gone. When I tell you, they ate everything up except for a few meatballs. I was relieved though because I didn't want to waste my, you know, waste food or money. So. Right, right. We had a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And then yesterday, that's I just, good. Yeah, yeah. Then yesterday, I just went out to eat uh, with some friends. Um, little Sunday dinner, so it was cool. It was cool. Good weekend. So we were talking uh, before we got on air about uh, grief. Can you just share with? Everyone else, that quote that you said about what Whoopi said about grief. Absolutely. Getting past it or getting over it. Yeah, first of all, I want to shout out to everyone who reached out to me yesterday. Um, I, I got a lot of people just, I'm thinking about you, praying for you, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think last year was the first Mother's Day that I didn't feel sad. Um, you know, I, I paid tribute to her, but, but I didn't feel sad, like, you know, crying and all that. But uh, I was watching... Um, Joe Biden was on The View a couple weeks ago, and actually, it wasn't Whoopi to say, Joe Biden said, I'm sorry. Um, they were talking okay. about grief because, you know, Meghan McCain, she's lost her dad last year, and then um, he lost his son 
I think four years ago, um, Bo. And then of course, mm-hmm. you know, he lost his first wife and his daughter back when, you know, back in the seventies, I believe sixties and seventies. Anyway, so they were asking about grief and he said, you know, thing about grief is you get to the point where you get sad when you think about the person and eventually it turns into you, you, you smile when you think about them because you think about the memories and the time you spent with them. And, you know, TDJ said something one time about, he was talking about his parents. He said that these people aren't gone. They're, they're part of us. They're part of us. You know, when we were mourning a loss, it's on us really because the other person's in a much better place. You know what I mean? They're not having to deal with the things. True. So, um, so yeah, I think that's where I am. And, you know, it takes time to get there. It really does. And it shows up when you don't even expect it to. You know what I mean? Like, you'll feel like, oh, yeah, I'm not crying over this person anymore. Not that you don't love them, but, you know, you feel like you've gotten past the stage. And then I know where you really get sad and start missing them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I try to always think about the good things. And I talk about, because my mom was a trip, so I talk about things she would do. You know, just the fun stuff. And I focus on that. <laughs> right. So. So yeah, but I had a good Mother's Day. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I'm not a mother, but you know, I had a good day. <laughs> but again, thanks to everyone that reached out. All right, so our question of the day is, do you agree with the statement, age ain't nothing but a number? Chica? Of, of consent. Right. <laughs> of consent, yeah. Because <laughs> anything else is jail time. I'm right. just saying. I don't think I agree with that. Uh, Excuse me, I don't agree with that statement because um, AJ ain't by number because there's something to well. well let's, let's, what, what does it mean to you? Well, for me, it's saying that because I've heard so many people say, "Oh, it's not, uh, age is you know it's nothing but a number." You know, you get older, you're as old as you feel. It's nothing, but I think there's something to be said about age because hopefully, with age, you begin wisdom, and so there is a because I've talked to people that are younger, and there are some people that. Um, you know, are, are extraordinary where they may be wise for their age, but it's something about living, mm-hmm. experiencing, and wisdom. I think you get better with age if you're doing it right. So I think it is. This there, is true. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I guess my argument would be how I see age is nothing but a number, um, in the sense of I knew when I was younger I was very mature. Yeah, and I was very independent at an earlier age. Yeah, me too. So it it was more so about my character and my my um, demeanor as mm-hmm. opposed to my chronological age. Yeah, because if you look at me now, I'm not going to say my age, but I don't look <laughs> the age that I am. Right, right. I would look a lot younger than what I actually am. So you know, age is nothing but a number. I mean, you, you are what you feel, honestly. Yeah. yeah, and what you exude. I, I agree with that to a certain extent. But yeah, I think I think it's a loaded question, really. But we had some interesting answers on my Facebook page, so check it out and let us tweet us. Let us know. Do you agree with the statement "age ain't nothing but a number"? All right. So before we go on the hot topics, this is a hot topic, but it wasn't what we we're going to discuss tonight. You want to talk about the um, uh, Steph Curry's wife? The whole drama is going around her statements on the Red Top table sh- uh, table show um, last week. Yes. So apparently she was on there and they asked her, Jada asked her um, about how does she deal with, uh, you know, all the fans, the women fans um, going after her husband all the time. And there's something to question like that. And what she pretty much said was they've been together since they were like in high school. And so when he he was big then, you know, as a, you know, high school big in terms of basketball. And so she was used to his popularity then. Then they stayed together in college. Of course, it got bigger. And so she was used to it then. 
But she said she didn't wasn't expecting it to be the way it is now with him being so popular. And she was saying how like women now they they, they it's like she's invisible. Because um, she said one time she was in the car, they were in the car, and this girl opened the door and came in and tried to take a picture. And she was like, oh, "Get out the car," you know what I mean? Or people would just <laughs> go behind her back and try to flirt with her. And she was saying that. It, you know, you can feel invisible because since she's been with Steph so long, everyone knows she's his wife. Men don't really pay her attention. And so she says she feels mm-hmm. invisible sometimes. And so Miss Parker and I talked about this uh, actually last Thursday. We went to get something to eat. She was saying that she was disappointed by especially black men who took her comments as she was saying that she wants people to hit on her. She was just saying she was saying that um, she said that um, it's just a thing that people can be feel invisible, you know, and it takes a good man to make you not feel that way, but it's a personal thing. What are your thoughts on it? Yes. So, uh, and that was the debate same on my end. That's why I wanted to talk about it because a lot of people were taking it that way. Right. As if she, she wanted someone to be attracted to her. Right. Um, on a real human level, I understand what she's talking about mm-hmm. because especially, uh, you know, you figure she's, she's a wife. She's right. uh, a mother. She has a small child, so she just recently gave birth. Right. And so women go through this this insecure moment after that, like trying to get back to who they were. Right. right you know, right. It, it, that's a, that's an issue. It's mm-hmm. it's a, a I guess a a self um, image issue. Yeah. A, a brief one, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. And then you deal with postpartum sure and all that. Yeah. 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 And so I'm sure she, that's part of what she's dealing with, and. Look who she's married to. I'm sure she would have a hard time having her own identity in the room with her. Right, right, right. And if you really think about any other basketball wives, what wife really is standing out out, or has stood out outside of their husband unless they were independently an entity by themselves before they married? Mm Mm-hmm. No one. Yep, yep. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah, I, I, I didn't... Thinking she said anything wrong, and I believe Jada said that she she felt the same way sometimes when she first got with Will. Um, I believe that's what she said, and so I think that the internet. I think they just look for because they had some. I will have to say some hilarious memes that came after that conversation, but yeah. <laughs> you know they don't play. But um, but I do yeah. think that the internet's quick to jump on something and just run with it. You know what I mean? Without yeah, actually the listening internet to what has she was saying. No chill. <laughs> yeah. Well, she actually clapped back on somebody. I saw it on uh, Instagram. Someone commented under her on a post she made and she clapped back, but she did it in such a classy way. I love the Currys anyway. They're, they seem like just a great family. And, uh, yes, was, they're the, they're the baby Obamas. Exactly. It was funny. Just one girl, uh, she's some kind of celebrity. She posted a picture of this man. It was a picture of, Aisha Carey, and then this man in the back looking at her butt, he said, oh, they're looking. They're just scared of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. All right, well, Tiger Woods, so, okay, so he, he and his uh, his girlfriend, Erica Hermit, um, they are, they own a restaurant. She's the general manager of his restaurant in Florida. And so they have an employee who was 24 years old, his name is Nicholas Emsenberger. So apparently he struggled with alcoholism. And one night um, he stayed after work and he drank. He drank a lot. This is in December of last year. 
and he left the restaurant and he got in an accident where he killed himself. And um, his oh he, wow his blood alcohol level was point two five six, which is more than three times the legal limit. Well, his family is suing Tiger Woods, the manager, his girlfriend, you know, and the you know the restaurant as a whole for um, medical, I mean, for doctor fees, for uh, funeral expenses, and other quote unquote appropriate damages. Um, they, they said because. Two days before, they said they knew that he had alcohol problem. But two days before, Tiger was drinking with, with um, they were drinking with him after work, and then they allowed him to drink that much the next, you know, a few days later before the day he died. Do you think they have a case? So I wish the lawyer was on the phone. I do too. Mr. Yeah. Aaron, uh-huh. I wish he was on the phone. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do the best that I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I believe that if they get a really good lawyer and they can prove that Tiger knew that he had a problem beforehand, he could they could probably get them to do something. Mm-hmm. Maybe not go to court, but force them to make a settlement. Yeah. If they could prove that. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. Kind of like you knew that he had an issue. You knew he had an issue and you put him in harm's way. Yeah. I think that if if it wasn't his restaurant, I don't think that he, he would face charges because the guy was grown. He was 24. But um, the fact that that's his employer, employee, I think that that's where he could get some charges. You know what I mean? But I, Well, I, I mean, but if, mm-hmm. if you think about the fact that, like, if he didn't know, like, if he didn't know yeah. that the guy went in there, even if he had a drink with him the day before. Right. And, and he did go into the, he did go in after hours, right? Yeah, it was after the shift. So he he went in, were, were people there or was it empty? Was it was, it a, he, no, he had just gotten off of work and he sat, and had, sat at the bar and had some drinks. Oh, okay. So they knew he worked there. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I think that's where, yeah, because yeah. he works there. Yeah. But, but yeah. um. I didn't know that he was being served. Like, I thought he just, like, maybe raided the bar. Oh, uh, no, he was being served. Yeah. He was served. Yeah, yeah, nope. Yeah. Start counting that money, Tiger. I know. Good thing he has enough of it, but rest in peace to Nicholas. I know that's, that's yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the family. Oh, and my family. goodness. Yeah, yeah. Well, Felicity Huffman, she uh, went into court today, um, and she pled not guilty. I mean, pled guilty, excuse me. To the charges, you remember the whole uh, school uh, uh, enrollment conspiracy. She was she was charged with conspiring to commit mail fraud, as well as honest services mail fraud. She paid this guy Rick Singer, who a bunch of wealthy parents did fifteen thousand dollars to rig her daughter's SAT test, and her and had her uh, she had twice as amount of time to take this test, and that the answers were wrong, they were corrected. But she released a statement a while back and she, you know, she, you know, accepted all responsibility. She felt horrible what she did um, and she's going to take her punishment and she apologized to her family. Um, now, interesting enough, she went to court today, but her husband wasn't there. Her brother was there. Um, she And so they're recommending that she that she gets four months in uh, four months in jail and pays a $20,000 fine. That's what the uh, attorney is recommending. However, she could do more time than that. She could do, um, do more time than that, and she could 
also have to pay a lot of more higher fees. Now, if you remember um, Aunt Becky, Lori Lockin, she has not pled anything. She said that she didn't know what she did was wrong. This is, that's what her family saying. They didn't know what they did was wrong and whatnot. And so she's going to face a lot. Of, they, they threw more charges at her. But Felicity, because she well, I had I had read somewhere that the that a judge uh, for Aunt Becky Lori Laughlin, mm-hmm. um, that he uh, gave her a sentence of um, like a community service for like I think she had to do like something like a hundred hours of some type of community service, and her community service was going to be in a playhouse or something. Like teaching kids or something, acting or something. No, she's she's charged. She's chasing a lot of charges because they see it as a um, as a disrespectful to the court that you're not accepting accountability for what you did, and that's why Felicity because they're not going to be well, sent, they're going to be sentenced in the next twelve weeks um, to find out exactly well, what's going to happen. Isn't that the trend? You know, people now they just don't obey the law. Just exactly. to hell with it. Just no. <laughs> but Hoffman apparently when she was in court um, today, she was tearful and she said that. Um, when she pled guilty, she said that her daughter uh, suffered from learning disabilities throughout her life. That's, you know, but she'll be sentenced in September. But um, yeah, I, I think that you know, you got caught, you did something wrong, you got caught, and owning it and getting it out the way. I think that's the best way to do it. I think she's doing a great job by, especially, her character. Even though you know she made a bad judge, judgment of character, but the way that she's handling, I think she's doing an amazing job. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I I agree. I I, I, I yeah. I, <laughs> I'm just a little upset with our justice system right now. Anyway, mm-hmm. you know, just simply because of you know what they do to brown people, right? And you know how they treat the privileged people, and then you have a whole lot of privileged people that are doing a whole lot of heinous things. Yep. And they're getting barely slapped on the hand about it. When are we going to go back to justice with a hard just and the hard like somebody needs to go to jail? Yeah, and they don't need to be brown. I'm just saying. I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, let's take a quick break. We we'll come back and talk about Britney Spears um, wanting. She's joining the Free Britney uh, movement. Right back after this.
Time.
Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. I want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Plus, Instagram, and of course our official website, thestephennightshow.com. You can check us out on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just go to our website, thestephennightshow.com. Alright, so Britney Spears has joined the social media movement free to free her from her conservatorship. So her father has um, say over Britney's I mean, he's been managing her money, her career, and everything for the past 11 years. Um, recently, well, about a month ago, she her mental health, which, you know, she's had mental health issues. Um, you remember back 2007 when she shaved her head off, was attacking the paparazzi. But uh, recently, last, a month ago, she started going down, spiraling downhill again, and she stopped taking her, her medication. Um, and so her father sent her to a mental health facility um, for 30 days in LA. And so a lot of her fa- a lot of the fans were saying that they feel like she is being held there without her um, you know without her permission, which is against the law because the facility cannot take in a grown person who, who against their will. So Brittany went to court on Friday. And she told the judge that she wanted to remove the cons- conservatorship um, that her dad Jamie Spears has on her, because he's making he made her go to that facility by you know without her permission, and he made her take drugs. They're saying doctors are still trying to find the right combination for her, um, and her mother is also taking her side, but her father, um, you know, he feels like he's doing everything right for her, um, and so it's now it's this big chaos this big situation do you think do you think the father do you are you team Brittany or team Jamie the father <laughs> <laughs> I, I think about this whole situation differently uh-huh. and it's just my opinion and this is Chike speaking Chike's views do not go along with <laughs> Stephen Knight or the Stephen Knight show <laughs> my views are my own right. um there once was a little girl named Drew Barrymore. Yes. Drew Barrymore was an actress, a child star. She was an E.T. She blew up really big, really young. And she got to her teen years, and she had control over her money, and she went crazy. Yeah. She got on drugs really, mm-hmm. really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Really, really bad. And Drew Barrymore disappeared for a long time. Yeah. Her mom had hold of her estate. 
and Drew Barrymore was spoon-fed back out into society until they knew that she could control herself and act like a civilized adult. And then she became the Drew Barrymore that you know today. Right, yeah. Over time. Mm-hmm. Um, me, personally, I don't think that Miss Brittany has uh, mental issues. I think that Miss Brittany has a drug issue, and her parents are trying to protect her. The, the mental illness is the spin to us. You know, because mm. they want her to be okay. She's America's sweetheart. She grew up, she, you know, little Mickey Mouse. You know, yeah. she's a Disney kid. Yeah. So, with that being said, um, I'm not Team Britney. You know, I want her to get better. And if sequestering her from what her habits are and what is dangerous to her, then I want her to stay sequestered to get better. Mm. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, I think I'm for I'm with her dad because her dad has done a great job for her the last eleven years. You know, she has a Vegas res- residency, which she did uh, postpone, you know, temporary so she could uh, deal with her mental health issues. But um, oh, got your mental health issues. But I think he's done a great job. Um, I was listening to Wendy Williams. She said I, she believes that both her parents um, care about Brittany. They're not trying to use it for her money, but she believes they may be. Uh, they may disagree on the proper way to, you know, what's best for her. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Because, you know, they're divorced and, 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 and all that. And let's, let's, let's think about it. Brittany was doing okay until she got this residency. She's in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Party town. She's yeah. going crazy. Mm-hmm. Not literally. I didn't right. mean that literally crazy. Right. But, you know, it's Vegas. It's a party town. Yeah. To my issue, the drug issue, not the mental health issue. Yeah, and then even when like, there was, she's been spotted out. She was spotted out Easter um, with her boyfriend, and she looked horrible. And then she, um, she um, was when she went to court. She went to court, and you know she looked a little disheveled. But she, you know, she was she looked okay. But when she walked out of court, she walked in a dirty parking lot with bare feet. No, I mean it's, something's off. I'm sorry, but yeah, definitely hope she gets the help she needs, and that she gets back to being the British Spears everybody loves. All right, so this one man, this father, his car was stolen. His Mercedes-Benz, 2005 silver Mercedes-Benz, was stolen in California. He was pressed to get that car back. So he called the police and told him that his three-year-old daughter was stolen in the car, kidnapped in the car. Oh, no. The three-year-old daughter was at home with her mom, safe and sound. So the police, of course, they actually found the uh, the person that stole the car. He wrecked the car on a high-speed chase. But oh, wow. hours later, found the daughter at home, uh, chilling and relaxed with her mom. So they arrested him for mm-hmm. filing a false police report, claiming that Sarah yep. you know, was in the car. Um, he, lied yep. he lied in hopes that the police would find the car quickly. Isn't that crazy? Yes. <laughs> well, doesn't that sound like another case that was recently in the news? Uh-huh. False police report? Uh-huh. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Our last story is actually some very good news. Um, Greg Leakes, Nene Leakes' husband, he actually was on Instagram last week. He posted, uh, made a post asking everyone for their prayers. He was going to do his uh, PET scan to see if the chemotherapy treatment worked for him and if he was cancer-free. And yesterday, Nini took to social media and she said, look at God, we're overjoyed to say uh, we saw the doctors for the 
Results of Greg's PET scan he took last week. Test show. Wait for it. We are cancer free. Yes, guy. Then she said, now I can go give Greg a black eye since everyone thinks I'm, he's abused. It's <laughs> only need he could. But that's great news. That's really great news. That's really great news. Yes, yes. Bless them both. Yeah. All right. Well, Chike, thank you so much for Hot Topics, and I will talk to you in movie reviews. Yes, sir. All right. When we come back, when we come back, my interview with Omar Wilson, right back after this. Every day is Mother's Day as far as I'm concerned. I came from a single mother. Spent my life. Listen, you up early in the morning getting kids up. In the kitchen making breakfast and it's getting tough. You got a couple jobs, but you work them part time. You running late, kids giving you a hard time. You finally get them out the house, now it's time for you. Do something with your head quick, eat a ramen soup. You got a long day ahead, things never change. You at the bus stop, people asking you for change. Your baby father got a girl and he living life. He got her kids in his car, you see him riding by. You shake your head, cause it is what it is, ma. The last time he called, he was on a bid, huh? No time for drama, cause your kids gotta eat. You gotta let us and they turning off your heat. You do the best you can till you find another way. You the strongest on this earth, and I just wanna say, say the heart. Cause I'm nothing without you, you're the world's proud. We love you you late, you apologize to your boss and you ask him for some overtime. He tell you if you late again, gotta let you go. This the third time this week, overtime, no. You gotta get through this day on the drama route. After school, kids headed to your mama house. You push the mop and broom, you got your headphones. Thinking about how your baby father, he dead wrong. When he was locked up, promises, promises. When he came home, abolish man, abolish man. You push the thoughts out your mind, you were stressing hard. Time flies, now you headed to your second job. You pray to God he could make a better way. Get to your job and they say you gotta raise. You do the best you can till you find another way. You the strongest on this earth and I just wanna say. From the heart, Cause I'm nothing without you, you're the world's proud. King Vega, then Max B. You came a long way, look what you amounted yes, to. But yes, you a woman, yes. so they never should have doubted you. Yeah, yeah. Happy Mother's Day, Mama. I want to tell you how amazing you are. Thank you for everything. Happy Mother's Day. Cause I'm 
This Big Don Pino, man. You listen to the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Our guest tonight had a huge year last year, um, receiving an NAACP nomination. But he's out with a brand new single called Love Song, which is the remix of it, uh, featuring a chart-topping hip- female hip-hop artist, T-Bars. Please help me welcome the very talented Omar Wilson. Welcome to the show. Good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing? What's going on with your brothers? It's an honor to be here. Yes, we definitely appreciate you. Listen, I was listening to some of your music, and you definitely have a soulful, it, it's that feel-good, you know, that, that blend of music. Tell us about uh, how you got your start in all this. Um, initially, man, I started singing in church, you know what I mean? At uh, seven years old, I sung my first solo. I think that, for me, was the initial feel of what, what music can give you, especially music that moves you, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yep. uh, you know, something in the church from like 6 to 14, 15. At 15, you know, I really started delving into writing and stuff like that and started to take it serious. So it's kind of, it's, it's been me since the conception, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was born, learned, learned how to walk and talk, and then music was, was, was my inspiration. Most definitely. I always think that people that grow up in the church singing, that's like the best vocal lesson you could ever take, that church experience. Do you agree? Right. I, I agree on a lot of different levels because, you know, one, you know, you get that, that reassurance. Like, even if you're not singing good, they're going to give you the, give you what you needed to, to, to put your uh, belief in yourself in the right place. Yeah. You know, second, you know, you, you see God's God music, so you, uh, you know how that feeling feels when you give somebody something that they missing. So, yeah, it, it's a platform for greatness. For, for a lot of people because everybody needs someone to believe in them and that's the initial belief you know most definitely most definitely who were some of your early influences in the beginning like when I really first started doing music it was really life like you know mm. seeing things I lived a lot of different places I, at an early age moving around doing music you know North Carolina South Carolina Atlanta Cali back to New York Connecticut where I'm from so it was actually the good, the bad, and the ugly. It was circumstances. It was watching people go through things as well as my own life. Yeah. And then um, as, as I was blessed uh, to be on the Apollo, uh, I started to really delve into everyone from a Donny Hathaway to a Curtis Mayfield, Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, you know, uh, David Ruffin, you know, just... just these individuals that are supernovas when you when you come when it comes to R and B and soul. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the Apollo because you know you were on there, did your thing. Uh, first of all, how did that all go down, and and what was how were you feeling when you were on the Apollo? Like you know, because you got to rub that log, come out there to the audience. What was your feeling at that time? Well, first of all, uh, shout out to Maria Davis. Maria Davis was, was one of the, and still one of the biggest uh, um, promoters for R&B talent. She had a show um, at that time, R&B Wednesdays, and um, they were, they I had auditioned for the Apollo, and they knocked me off. Uh, what? They, they didn't take me. And, yeah, but they they had a show already together, and I guess they needed an R&B soul star artist, and she okay. recommended me. So I, oh. went back, I went back, and that's when I actually made it that time, got to the Apollo stage, really, you know, just learning the history of that building, mm-hmm. feeling the vibe that every 
legendary individual from Michael Jackson on down and yeah. touch that stage and then, and then to touch that love and feel that presence and be a part of that history is, you know, it's like graduating from a national black college, magna cum laude on the dean's list, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, most definitely, most definitely. So how did you discover your sound? Because, you know, I, I know for me as an artist, you know, when I first started doing music, I didn't really know my sound. I knew I loved music. I know I like to sing, but it took me a while to discover my sound. How did you discover your sound? Well, I started out after rapping. I mean, excuse me, after singing, I joined a rap group that okay. consisted of three of my uh, other cousins. Our group was called the Law of Souls. So at that time, we had no one to write our hooks. Mm. So I started writing hooks over over the rap beats. Okay. And then um, um, we would perform and people would ask me if I sung. And at that time, I was a little jaded from the singing, you know. I was thinking I was tough and all that. So I was like, nah, I don't really sing, you know, I rap. I just do the hooks. Right. And then um, I wrote one of my first songs over a Nas beat. Oh, okay, yeah. that kind of is what started to shape my my song I mean my my uh my penmanship wise because I sung about the good, the bad and the ugly. It was different from a lot of what people were doing. So I think my my, my, my penmanship was was uh evolved by me going out there and seeing what the world had to offer me. Oh, okay. That's dope. That's dope. Well I know last year was a huge year for you. Um not only did you have the um album Living Legend, which we're gonna talk about but you, right. I mean, you just accomplished so much last year. So let's talk about Living Legend. First of all, tell us the inspiration behind the title. Oh, man, the inspiration behind the title is what everybody should believe, that they have greatness within them. Yeah. And it's up to you to, 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 to you know, this is it into existence and it shall be. If you don't believe you are something, no one else will. Most and definitely. as humbly as I can say this, I've done so many legends. I've put so many legendary work in. I've done yeah. so many things that were deemed impossible. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. From where, I, where I'm from. So when I look back on my life and I look forward on my life, I want people to know now. Not, not I can be legendary after I'm gone, but I'm legendary right now. And I put in the work and have the track record to prove that. So I say, you know what? It will shock. It, it, it's going to shake up things a little bit. Some people will look at it as that uh, brother believes himself. Some people will say, who dare he say that? Either way, it'll be a conversation. And once people delve into my album and into my, my track record and my history, they will they will get the confirmation on why I call myself that. Exactly, because when people, a lot of people don't know you work with Angie Stone, DMX. I mean, this, this is not this is not new for you. You've been doing this for a minute. <laughs> for sure. Yes, sir. And it yes, all sir, came... I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and it all came like I said. Last year was a great year for you. You ha- you were number one on Amazon um, R and B charts with your uh, remake yes, rendition, rendition of "It's a Man's World." I mean, when you when you saw yes, that, sir. was that like confirmation for you, or, or what, were, what were your thoughts? Man, confirmation and redemption. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. my label BSD. Shout out, shout out to my publicist Raph. You know, when I first got with these cats, I asked them to put me in A-list situations so I could show why I deserve to be there. And and they've been doing it since the conception of our relationship and me being nominated. I mean, me me being nominated for the NAACP oh, award my God, yeah. was, was, 
was just groundbreaking. Me, uh, uh, you know, God allowing me to not only do a rendition of James Brown's A Man's World, but to record it in Memphis with Al Green's wow. original band, and to, get, and to get confirmation from people that is good. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, because a record like that, you know, a record like that. You got to sing like, on that. Those records, yeah. they could have destroyed me. You know? Exactly. They could have exactly. been like, why was this brother even a top attempt to uh, uh, rock with a record like that, but the love has been so strong, the confirmation in the numbers is there, you know, there's proof in the pudding, and I'm just blessed to be a part of history, and, 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 to, and to say that I, I went and did a record of one of our strongest black kings when it comes to music. Most definitely, most definitely, but I want to talk about the Essence Music Festival. You performed there last year, and I mean, great reviews, tell us about that experience. Man, one to see so many black people in one space that are all in the same accord. Everybody is either conceptualizing their dream, taking it to the next level, or in the middle of the grind uh, uh, in it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like it was like one, like everybody, like, it was like college. Like everybody's going to this place for a higher purpose, for a higher learning, to seek something great. You know what I mean? Most and definitely. For me to have. So many people that think the way I do in one space, and me uh, being able to give my soul to them, my, my talent was just you know once again, man. These are all honors. These are all redemptions of so many years of hard work, and you know people, a lot of people that said that it couldn't be accomplished. So it's just it's, it's just for me to let everybody else out there know, no matter how flawed you are, no matter how many mistakes. No matter who says you can't, it will happen if you believe. Stay diligent. Keep them prayers coming. You know, believe in God. Have a love of yourself. Most definitely. Most definitely. Well, let's talk about the new single, Love Song, featuring uh, T Bars. I mean, how did it all come together? Oh uh, man, you know, Love Song was just one of the records that you know, when we were thinking about this album, we needed. I wanted to put something out there that was young and 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 and, and had that spring feel to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like when you're waking up in the on on a on a, on a spring or a summer day. Mm -hmm. So you know, it was it was definitely a blessing to have that record be the first single off the album, man. And have you know, bars come in on the remix, you know, and do her thing just to put a hip hop edge to it. Just took it to the next level, uh, also. So. Definitely a blessing. The love song is still doing well. It's getting rave reviews. And I look forward to people hearing it to happen. Most definitely. Most definitely. And we look forward to playing it as well. So listen, when, when people hear your music at the end of the day, what you, what, how do you want them to take it? What do you want them to walk away with after listening to an Omar Wilson uh, record? I want them to have a relationship with the record. I okay. want them to grow and understand that, that, that I am them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whether I'm their brother, their uncle. So they are reminding with their brother, their best friend, you know what I mean? Or, 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 or you know, for the ladies, if I remind you, or your, your whatever, your boyfriend, your boyfriend <laughs> husband. Right. Somebody that, that you remember that you'll never, ever be able to forget. You know, I want, I want people to know that I sing for them, you know, and it's my job to articulate, especially for the men out there that might not know how, you know, to show their lady the love that they really have for them and they need somebody to kind of be that translator. So it's so many different things that I bring to the table, and you know, just to, to show the, the the industry that there's a strong black man on the scene that's representing soul music correctly, and looking forward to making great music that lives forever. Yeah, most definitely, and you're definitely doing that. When they say that soul music is, you know, 
no one really listens to that anymore. Because you listen, turn on the radio, you know, on the you know top two hundred, you don't hear soul music. You hear you know music that lasts just for a week or two weeks. You know what I mean? So what what do you say to the music that's out now? Is it, what you know? What are your thoughts on what we're hearing every day? I mean, it's cool, man. I mean, you know, everything has its time, my brother. Like, I don't trip on you know uh, uh, music because it's supposed to. Um, uh, have brand newness to it. It's not supposed to just be one thing. You know, it's like yeah. eating the same food forever. Yeah. But uh, I do also feel like you know, with this, uh, with these, uh, the, the the music that is kind of um, recyclable. You know, it allows individuals like myself to have to put more emphasis yep. on me. Because yeah. When you when you, you you hear this music, but you feel my music, and mm. I feel like maybe our and soul music has been in the space for a minute because the the aggressiveness, the intent, that that goosebump feeling, the the vibe you used to get when uh, Otis Redding or a Teddy Pendergrass or someone like that gets on stage has been has been missing for a minute. You know that's what I mean? True. And that's the one thing about the music, the music that's popping now. It has. It has tenacity. It has energy. It has vibe. It has aggress. It's aggressive. It 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 it, it, it brings out emotion. Yeah. So you know yeah. what I mean. If you if you want if you want something that really puts you on the edge of this, your seat, that's what it does. That's why, like even when I look at rock stars, rock star could be 70, 80 years old. Exactly. But the music is so so aggressive in the intent, and they live forever. It's it, it's. So that's that's my job. My job is to invigorate the the the, the intensity and the energy of what soul and R and B brought to the table at one time and put it back where it needs to be. Most definitely, you're definitely doing that. Definitely doing that. So we know you have the the single, the remix of our love song. Um, what's what's next for you? Um, right now, we're just we're just picking uh, videos. We're, gonna, we're shooting a video for uh, Love Song that's coming out real soon. We're also picking what'll be the next single to put out. You know, we got a couple records that are picking up steam right now. So just want to make sure that we pick the record that you know everybody across the world is loving. And you know, definitely getting just some acting and some modeling stuff. Okay. And we got voiceover work. It's just a whole game of things that's happening to really. Uh, um, um, publicize and and uh, uh, put out all of the talents that I had to bring to the table. So it's definitely going to be a great year. We like you said, we had a phenomenal run last yeah. year. We started this year off with a bang, and I look forward to you know uh, showing off and showing out this year. Most definitely, and, and I wish you nothing but success. So tell us, tell all your fans and, and new fans and everyone where they can keep up with you on your social media and website and all that. Oh, definitely. Uh, my gram is Omar Wilson one, like number one. Uh, uh, Twitter and Facebook is Omar Wilson. I have a phenomenal new website that just uh, just was revamped. That's owilson.com. O W I L S O N dot com. Um, like you know, as far as the new album, it's on all uh, streaming platforms. Please go out and grab that. You know, new single love song. That's living legend is on fire right now. Only getting hotter. And you know, if, if not, you can just Google my name, Omar Wilson, and a lot of stuff will pop up. Most definitely, Omar Wilson. We thank you so much, so much for joining us tonight, and wish you continued success in all that you're doing, and keep making that music that that the future generation will be born to. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. I can't say it any better than that, big brother. You know what I'm saying? Turn up. Here we go. Well, listen, our thanks goes out to Omar Wilson. Up. 
Uh, Omar Wilson for joining us tonight. And for more information, go to our website, thestephenightshow.com. We'll be right back after this. Take my hand, let's fly away, fly away, damn. 
You know when you love somebody You gotta treat them kind Yeah And if you out there and you got that good one Never let her go Let me tell you why mm. I took her love for granted And she stole my heart Left me stranded What I do To get it To the Stephen Knight Show, Adam. How's it going? It's going well, Stephen. How are you? I cannot complain. Cannot complain. I will let you and uh, Chica take away with movie reviews. Sure thing. So I this weekend went to go see Pokemon Detective Pikachu. And for anyone unfamiliar, this is a video game movie based on the Pokemon franchise, and actually the game Detective Pikachu, Pikachu that came out a few years ago. And it follows the story about this uh, guy, he's about 21 years old, and he discovers that his dad, who is a detective, has gone missing, uh, passed away. And he goes to collect his things in the city, and this is a city where both Pokemon and humans live side by side, so they don't capture each other, they don't do the Pokemon fighting, it's just kind of a city where they both coexist. And along the way, he meets a Pikachu, who can actually speak English, and he can understand and is the partner of his dad. And from there, we get into kind of a whole mystery of trying to figure out what happened to his dad, why he can understand the Pikachu, things like that. Um, so I was surprised by this movie. I, I thought it would have been a fine movie. You know, this, it definitely has a target audience for fans of Pokemon 
and kind of the teen crowd. And it, for the plot, it is kind of a uh, pretty simplistic one, but it was really good. Uh, Ryan Reynolds plays Pikachu or does the voice of Pikachu. Justice Smith is the main character. And, you know, it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of uh, Pokemon references. So if you haven't seen the movies or played the games at all, and I've only played the first game, but I got the references. I mean, everyone knows Pikachu. Uh, for anyone who's not aware, Pokemon is the biggest media uh, franchise out of everything. So this is above Marvel. This is above anything Disney does. Uh, Pokemon brings in the most money and has the largest uh, amount of things. So this was kind of a big deal. And uh, yeah, it didn't disappoint. I, you know, there were some surprises in there as any kind of detective movie would have and some little twists, but yeah, everything, everything went well and had some funny moments. And, you know, if you like cute little characters, Pikachu's up there. So I, I'd recommend it actually. Oh, I never really did get into Pokemon. Um, I had a Digimon phase for a minute, but I never really got into Pokemon. And um, fun fun fact, um, going back to what you said about Pokemon being the biggest, you know, media, you know, out of everything that's out there, the formula to that is the toys. The toys make Mm -hmm. the brand. So, you know, everybody has Pokemon. I think I even had some Pokemon, and I'm not even into it. Like, the, you know, they come with things. You know, you buy things at the Pokemon. Oh, yeah, everyone, everyone's either familiar with the game, uh, had the, the trading cards or, the, you know, the gaming cards yeah. growing up. Uh, I mean, it was just the thing to do. And, yeah, they, they it's um, interestingly enough, it's the highest rated and the be- biggest opening for a video game movie ever. Uh, and it was number wow. one. Uh, sorry, not number one, number two. The end game is still kind of the beast, too deal with but yeah so um you know shout out shout out to justice smith i want to shout out justice smith hopefully maybe we can get him on the show i tried when he was on the other show on netflix but anyway um the reason that i say that and those marvel uh actors too you don't really realize it but they're not acting to anything they're in a room that's green Mm -hmm. and they're acting to air in space or maybe someone is sitting in the space of where something is supposed to be but they're not in the setting in which it looks on the screen. So that is a tremendous talent because you have to have the imagination and you have to have that artistic brain to be able to pull that off. It's not easy. Yeah, yeah, especially when, you know, they they put the hat on Pikachu or he's petting him. You know, it's just you got to be so aware of interacting with an invisible thing at that level that, um, yeah, 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 uh, Justice Smith did a great job. Uh, so kudos to him you're right so I didn't go to the theater Um, I was in my bag because I was feeling some way about what's going on in our government and I was mad at that man that sits in that office so I decided to learn more about him and I was looking for documentaries that were based on him and I found two that I hadn't seen already and One is, uh, well, both of them are actually on Showtime, and one is called uh, The Family Business, Trump and Taxes, and the other one is called Enemies, The President, Justice, and the FBI, and it it follows Nixon, it follows Reagan, it follows Clinton, and then it follows Trump. Um, The Enemies one basically 
showed the same type of corruption or scandal in all of those presidencies and how it relates to what's going on now. And basically the law and how it acted when those things happened during those time periods. This time period that we're in right now with what this administration is doing is unlike anything that has ever happened ever in the history of the United States. So we're at a, a, a precedent of, of great difference and, and I don't I don't know if you ever watch the news and you hear them talk about our constitutions in jeopardy based on this documentary and what they're talking about and what happened and how the laws changed because of the things that have happened in the past and the other administrations it, they've kind of set it up to where it was weakened enough for this to be able to happen it's very 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 good uh, and it, again it's called enemies the president justice and the FBI and it goes into how the FBI was designed to be the fail-safe to operate outside of the government so that they can be able to do investigations within the government without the government having their hand over them so the FBI kind of works outside of the lines of everything else which I found very interesting hmm. so yeah, uh, the other one what are you gonna say I said yeah that, that's definitely uh, very interesting yeah, definitely check that out. The next one was called uh, The Family Business, uh, Trump and Taxes. And the New York, Times, New York Times did an investigation. They wanted to know um, about Trump's finances. And, of course, you know, now they're currently asking for his tax returns, and he's not going to give them up. So what they were able to uh, retrieve is a tax summary. And a, basically a tax summary goes through, and it just basically gives you figures loose with loose explanation on what they are nothing concrete and it's estimates it's not you know exact and um the new york times new york times wanted to go deeper so what they did get was his father's tax returns and they started following his father's tax returns and his business tax returns and they found out i will give you this one they found out that the children Trump children and Donald's uh, sisters and brothers started a company to cipher money from their father into that account to be able to shelter it from the inheritance tax. And the inheritance tax was going to be like some crazy amount, like some crazy amount number that they were going to lose. And they ciphered the money into that business to keep the money from um, looking like an inheritance. And they upcharged him. So it's like they had a business, they charged them um, $20 when it was only like $10. And they made a profit off their dad, basically hiding the inheritance. And this has been going on for a long time. And they're assuming that that is why he does not want to show his taxes because of that reason. Because if they find that out and they do an audit, all of that will be lost. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. You should watch that. If you're into, you know, politics and what's going on mm -hmm. now, these both of these movies will educate you on, you know, the severity of where we are now in the country. And they subpoenaed him oh, for I the last uh, six years of his taxes. I can't wait. To, oh yeah. 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 Listen, it when the when the dam breaks from you know just from watching what I mm -hmm. what I watched in these documentaries when the dam breaks 
always going to flood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the last film that I saw is another documentary. It's called Wu-Tang Clan of Mikes and Men. Shout out to RZA, Jizza, Rest in Peace, Old Dirty Bastard, Method Man, Raekwon, Ghostface Killer, and Capadonna. These executive producers have put together a documentary that probably is up on my top five documentaries of the greatest that I've ever seen. Mm. They, and what helped it was they had footage from when they started. They had footage from when they were kids. That gave the documentary so much more integrity. Mm-hmm. And like to, to one scene where they're talking about they're having a disagreement over finances. They have that on film back in the day wow. when they were teenagers. Mm. It, wow. Listen, if you're a fan of hip hop, this needs to go like in like a Hall of Fame, like Memorial Time Capsule for, you know, hip hop. This documentary because, because it explains a whole lot. You get the origin of Wu-Tang. You get the influences of RZA, which helped, you know, birth the whole Wu-Tang movement. And Wu-Tang basically, what you learn is a movement. You know, even though we don't hear music, and you'll hear why we didn't hear any music for a long time. Even though we don't hear music, there's still a conglomerate that's in motion about Wu-Tang. Hmm. Definitely. Oh, definitely check that out. Yes. What service? And what it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a docu... It's a docu-series. It is four episodes, but it's so worth it. It is on Showtime. Ah, nice. And I did not watch Veep last night, even though it was the finale, well, the series finale, so it's the ending. That was the last episode ever. Um, I will probably check that out tonight, so I can't even tell you how it was. But I just want to shout out Julia Louise Dreyfus, who did an excellent show. The show had a great run. It was hilarious. You know, I would expect nothing less from her. And for her to have in between seasons, between the last season and this season, go through cancer treatment and yeah. come back and deliver mm-hmm. this performance. Like, kudos. Yeah. Kudos. Yeah. Um, wa- and Game of Thrones. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Game of Thrones. Game well, we're going to be talking spoilers, uh, I think. Should we? Well, I, I, I kind of. You haven't seen it, Adam. I've seen it. No, I've seen it. I'm ready. Okay. Well, I don't care about Monday because you you know you had a whole whole night and then a day to watch it. <laughs> Even night show it's man. Just a war. We talk about it's stuff on here. I always you say I do out. say it. Spoiler alert. You know you want to tune out if you don't want to hear it. The damage and destruction and the wreckage and the carnage, Adam. Did you see that coming? I did not, but you know, it's, yeah, it's just the season's been a letdown for me, but yeah, they, they needed to set it up, right? This is the second to last episode. They need to set her up as the villain. And I did not see that. I didn't see that coming though. I thought she would do something different to change things. But yeah, that was, um, that was intense. Cause you know, I was sitting there waiting for the bells to ring. Cause I, every second that passed. I thought, yeah. oh my gosh, she's just going to do it. And then the bell's rung, and she did it anyway. And I was just like, all right, yeah. this is uh, but crazy. I, I, I kind of felt like that could possibly happen. 
um, with the scene in the tower when she was talking to the little guy. And, you know, he just could not reach her. He couldn't reach mm-hmm. her, and I was just like, she's gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, it was better than some episodes this season, but, uh, you know, Cersei, Cersei went out without a big bang, and, you know, they made – it's kind of like the Night King, I felt like. They made such a big deal yeah. with Cersei being the threat yeah. and such a big deal with the Night King being the, being the threat. There was no battle with Cersei. She just, you know, the rubble got to her. Um, yeah. And it was such a big deal at the end of the last season, in addition to the Night King, that Cersei has consolidated her power. She's gotten the mercenaries. And so that I kind of felt left down because, as again, there was just so much setup, and now it feels like they're rushing through finishing storylines, closing things out. So in this last episode, I assume it's going to be Daenerys versus John for the throne. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. I guess so. The greatest thing about the, about this episode was the Hound versus the Mountain. You know that was the best yeah. thing of, yeah. So yeah, we'll see um, one more episode. Um, Stephen, you were going to say something when I was. Yes, so I watched some Netflix uh, last week and over the weekend, and I want to shout out um, a series. I watched it, I think I watched it in two days. It's called Dead to Me, and it's uh, stars. Oh, man, I'm, I, I cleaned it, Stephen. Oh, I my cleaned God. It. Oh my God! It um. Go ahead, it, talk about it. It, it stars Linda Car- Carinelli and Ap- Christian Applegate from um, Married with Children. It is such mm-hmm. a good series, and I was wondering, like, when I was watching, like, even you know, because I think it's it's ten episodes. I was thinking, how can they have a season two? Because it's their season one. But the ending mm-hmm. of uh, episode ten, you say, oh, okay, yeah, they got to have a season two. But it was really good. It was really good. Um. I don't want to give them too much away, but pretty much uh, Christina Applegate, her um, husband uh, died. He got hit by a car. And um, he got hit by a car. And Christina, uh, Linda's uh, character is actually the one who hit him. <laughs> and um, so she joins the support group. She acts like her, her um, fiance died. But really, he broke up with her because she couldn't have children. And so um, they become friends. And so Linda's character is um, conflicted with if she should tell Christina's character the truth that I'm the one that hit. Because she's on this chase to find out who the person is. And it's, it, it, I mean, it's so much that happens. It's, in so, there. it's, it's yeah. so many layers. Yes. And yes. then what, I, what I've noticed, and I'm sure you experienced it the same thing. As you watch an episode, and as that episode ends, it's like it ups a level. Yep. And then you watch the next one, and then it gets to the end, and then it ups a level. Yep. So, like, every time that you watch an episode, it takes you on a new yeah. level of drama. Yep, yep, yep. It was, it, was, it was really good. It was really good. I hope they do a season two. Also, um, I started a, a um, series on Friday, but I haven't finished it. But it is super good. It's called All-American, and Tay Diggs is, a, is mm. starring in the... Um, in that in that series, and I was thinking that um, he plays a football coach. It's based on um, football team. So there's this guy that made on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. The main character, um, the main character, he pretty much um, he grew up in the hood. He's super good, you know. He's he goes to the, you know 
the inner city schools. Tay Diggs is a football coach at a Hollywood, a Beverly Hills high school, and he recruits the boy to come play on his team. And so it shows the struggle of him fitting into, you know, kids that have more class, you know, the parents have more class, more money, and all that. And at first, when it first started, I said, because my best friend recommended it to me, I didn't think I was going to like it. It is so good. I can't wait to finish it up. But um, All-American, check that out. And then one more uh, I want to talk about, because I was watching The View on uh, Friday, and Amy uh, Palmer, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, she was. Um, yeah, and she was on there promoting a movie, and I thought it was oh, a movie yeah. that was in the theaters, but it's actually on Netflix, and it's called Wine Country. That movie is hilarious. It has a bunch of ladies from um, SNL: Amy Palmer, my, Tina Maya Fahey, Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Yeah. It it is hilarious. I think yeah, I think that was surprising to me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think it would be. Yeah, um, Suited for women of their age because it's hilarious because it's showing that women can get out, have fun, and still you know take yes. trips and stuff. But I thought it was hilarious. There were some very funny moments. But um, so yeah, if, if you have some time, check that out as well. But you saw that one too, Chigger? I did. I yeah. saw that one too. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. All right, that's all I have. Wow, that's but that's right. a lot of good stuff. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I want to say shout out to Shy. The Shy was a really good episode this this week. Mm. Check that out. That's another show on Showtime. And I started a new show. A new show just started on HBO. And and I just have to say, you know, like I work for them, but HBO is probably like one of the <laughs> best freaking networks on, on you know streaming. Mm. Um, their shows just have so much integrity. Um, I just started a new series called Chernobyl about the Chernobyl crisis that happened um, in Russia. And who was that? Adam, do you remember when that was? Uh, I want to say in the 80s. I think uh, I think I remember you mentioned yeah, it yeah, last yeah, yeah, yeah. time. But it happened sometime so, in 86. Yeah. So basically there was a nuclear reactor explosion. And, uh, you know, there was raw nuclear waste everywhere in that, that, that city. And... Um, from episode one, it gets right to it. And I really didn't know how bad radiation was. I mean, I knew it was bad, but I didn't know that, like, you could melt if you came in contact with it too much. Like, you could just start melting from the inside out. That's crazy. But definitely check that out. This is a true story. And I think to today, no one lives in Chernobyl. Like, it's just a dead space area because of the radiation that's in the area. No one lives there because they can't live there. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I did want. I did see another movie. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, Netflix has, uh, you know, they Ted Bundy. They have the movie Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. Oh, and it has Zac yeah. Efron. And I remember there was a lot of controversy yeah. over it because they thought that they were kind of because Zac Efron, you know, he's perceived to be an attractive man, and and because they're they're kind of glorifying Ted Bundy what he did. But mm-hmm. Ted Bundy wasn't a bad looking man. You know what I mean? It it was it was if you look at them they both they look alike. But anyway, so um that movie wasn't all that good to me. The ending was good. Oh, interesting. It, and and I was it's interesting because well, I was looking up the title of it. I mean I was looking and um it says this article says um the movie turns out to be surprisingly forgettable, which is true. 
<laughs> I forgot I watched it. <laughs> what were you going to say, Chica? Because I, I saw that one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little sad. It, it was kind of a letdown. Yeah. But I understood it probably because I watched the Bundy tapes. Yeah, I watched them. A while ago. Yeah. And that kind of helped be a guide, too. Because if I didn't see that, then I would really understand what was going on in that movie. Yeah. I really wouldn't have. Yeah. As you see, I didn't mention that I saw it. Right, exactly. <laughs> All yeah. right, anything else? Uh, no, well, so we got next week, we got John Wick 3. I don't know. Um, I forgot your thoughts on it, Chike. I know, I, I thought the second one was okay, not as good as the first. I don't know if I'll follow up and watch the third one, but that one seems to be the, the big... I don't know. I mean, I, the, the people keep the people keep showing up for Keanu, so I, I, I'm thinking maybe it's more so a Keanu thing than a John Wick thing. Um, I don't know if this is going to be his Mission Impossible. Is this going to be his vehicle? I don't know. Um, me, personally, I hope this is the last one. I hope it's good, but I hope it's the last one. Yeah, um, yeah. I had, I had two movies, too. Um... Brightburn, which comes out Memorial Day. I want to see that. And if anyone, it, it, it's being um, marketed as a horror movie, but tell you a secret, it's really about Bizarro, Superman's <laughs> nemesis. Ooh. See, Interesting. people don't understand when you watch it, it looks like a horror movie, but it's really about Bizarro. Mm. That makes more people go see it because it's kind of like a, a, a Marvel, not excuse me, a WB movie because Bizarro is a WB character, but it's so dark, it looks like a horror movie. I'm so there for that. Yeah, that yeah, might be too scary for me. <laughs> and but y'all X-Men talking about uh, X Men and Aladdin? You know, they, they sh- the trailers keep coming out, and you oh, know, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. it'll be okay. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess I'll have to see it for the sake of you all. <laughs> To be honest, I'm a little nervous about Will being a genie. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch the latest trailer. He he's less blue and more kind of like his pal in it. So if that makes sense, you'll see uh, if you see the latest trailer. Did y'all hear about the Sonic Hedgehog movie is coming out and how the fans hated the the, the way he looked and so yeah. they they're going back and changing his design. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. They want to make that money. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys. We'll have a great week, and we'll talk again next Monday. All right. All right. Right back All after right, this. Thanks a lot. All right.
sure about our fate. So I ask you to please tell me, do we give love one more try? Let go and just move on. Keep the memories, just say goodbye. our show thank you so much for tuning in t- tonight shout out to omar wilson uh check out his music on our website at stevenknightshow.com miss parker we're jealous of you but we hope you have an amazing time in hawaii everyone have a great week and we'll talk again next monday peace and good night Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. 
It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com.